have to hit record. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Happens <laughs> to the best of us. It's good music, so I'm happy to hear it. Again. Yeah, run it, well, run it back. You. Run it back. Thank you. Thank you. This is all Chris, just an elaborate ploy for y'all to hear this song again. Chris, you shut up. Now I got to take off this hoodie. I'm too hot. <laughs> this is actually, we should reveal to you now, Mike gets $5 every time he plays the song in front of new people. Wait, so, how do I get $5? Are you paying? His own streams. Uh, that he's, you're like a, yeah, you're it's a weird tooth fairy. It's through Napster. We're getting we're getting money through Napster. That's how. Hey man, they're around again and they're legit this time. Here we go. We didn't get a rose, but we still here. That's right. We didn't get a rose, but we're still here. I'm your host, Mike Rose, and with me as always, my co-host. It's your boy, Chris Mejia. <laughs> How are you going to do that to me, man? <laughs> right out the gate, first thing Right out the gate. I got to <laughs> let everyone know who I am and what I'm about and that and I'm I living my childhood dreams. I love it. I'm here to support it, but I am very surprised that it was right out the gate. <laughs> very happy. We got a killer episode this week. Not of The Bachelor. That episode sucked. But this episode of the podcast that you're listening to is about to be great. We have guests from the Two Bros in a Rose podcast, Brandon Smith and Brandon Pope. Brandon's hello. Hey, good evening, what's good, good evening? Uh, we got to increase our budget. Y'all got a whole auto-tune budget. <laughs> like, I'm, t- I'm taking notes we, right now, Pope. I'm taking notes. We got here on this podcast just to get watched. This is about to be a blowout, y'all. Y'all about to just, just listen, flex all hey, the bells and whistles on us. Like, listen, damn. I'm not saying it's a competition. I'm not saying. But <laughs> I'm just saying our production <laughs> is pretty good. And, you know, I've auto-tuned myself before, and I can tell you I sound amazing in auto-tune, so... <laughs> Somehow, some way, we're gonna make this. This is gonna happen. We're gonna, we're gonna totally jack y'all sweat. <laughs> yes, I like it, please. I like that as a, as a defense of just like, listen. I know I have no way of proving it right now, but trust me, I sound better than you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's all it. love, y'all. Thanks for having us. Really, thank you. For of course, us. of course. Thanks for thanks having for us. joining us. We're, we're very happy to have you guys. Actually, matter of fact, let's tell everybody first off where they can find you, where mm-hmm. you guys are the hosts of the Two Bros in a Rose podcast, Bachelor Recap podcast. And uh, where can people find you? Let's start with Brandon Smith. Where can people find you and tell us about the podcast? Yeah, uh, just all the regular avenues where you get podcasts. You can find us out, uh, find our latest podcast day after the show. Um, we kind of fly by the seat of our pants by recording right after. So, you know, we, we, we have very, it's not a cool down period at all. We get right to it. So, you know, you don't have to forgive us if we say something you don't like, because we're just fresh off the episode to recording. So well, yeah, wherever you can find podcasts, you'll see us um, Twitter, Instagram, two bros in a rows. We do some fun stuff there, especially on Twitter, uh, live tweeting the episodes and having some fun there and uh, start this podcast uh, maybe seven, eight years ago, and oh, right. with one of my with one of my other uh, bros, 
uh, he kind of fell off of it a little bit. Met Brandon Pope through just mutual friends. We were both in uh, local television. Uh, I think Pope's probably been on, uh, he started Rachel Lindsay's season, I think maybe four years or so. Brandon kind of talks more about that, but me and him have been kicking it for a minute here. So, and we've kind of built up a pretty good rapport there. Nice. Right on. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where I have never been a fan of The Bachelor, never was really into it. But I had a job in like entertainment TV where, you know, people were talking about it a lot. Sometimes I have to bring it up on TV and act like I like it. So, you know, <laughs> we had the first Black Bachelorette with Rachel Lindsay. I'm like, you know what? I'll just check this out. And, you know, Smith had the podcast already. He invited me on to give my takes as a person who is a first time watcher. And, you know, I came back and I kept coming back. And, uh, yeah, it's just fun. It's, a, it's an easy show to make. It's an easy show to make fun of. Um, Very. And it's good to be able to hang out and crack jokes and uh, clown it. So uh, it's, been, it's been fun. And, you know, we just get together. We usually bring on what we call a rose, a, a woman, to keep us honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe two um, to make things more interesting. And, uh, you know, we have some great conversations. So uh, thank you for letting us be a part of your conversations. It's good to, uh, to kind of fuse things. Of Very course. happy to have and you guys I, on. And I just want to say, I love the people I've met or known in my life who their gateway into the bachelor franchise has been black power in the sense of, Oh, you know, it's the first black bachelorette. So, you right. know, I got to show up and show support or we had a guest, uh, for Matt James's season, who he was like, I don't watch that show. But then I saw that they're going to have a Black Bachelor. So I was like, shout out to Black Panther. I'm going to watch this show. <laughs> I just want to say. He I came for say, Matt James, but stayed for Victoria, Queen Victoria. <laughs> oh, God. To these, to these legendary people of the franchise who set a milestone. Thank you so much for being our gateway. But also, you're the reason we have to deal with this white nonsense. So thank you so much. <laughs> I don't know if they're the reason that we have to deal with this uh, nonsense per se, but we definitely had a lot more candidates for The Bachelor this season for oh, this yeah. season that were just completely tossed to the wayside. Just like no chance we're even. Oh, they're not even going to consider Rodney. Like, how are you going to not consider anybody? And then you got Clayton that they're setting it up mid season that he's going to be the next one. <sighs> Anyway, I we were right to be upset about it uh, because I don't know about you guys. We're going to going to get to you. My feeling on this season is why is it still happening? That's that's where I'm at. Well, because, Mike, we need to find out why Clayton is broken. Uh, I don't know. He's broken because he had sex with three women when he hasn't been married to any of them. And they're all dating, trying to figure out. Whether or not they're right for each other. Look, at least it wasn't, at least we know now it wasn't the Virgin Teddy because that right. would have, that would have, I mean, the backlash would have just been unbelievable. Exactly. Like, we, we couldn't have had Clayton be that type of a, uh, a wild maniac, toxic man. So at least it wasn't Teddy, you know? Right. Well, it's interesting how he kind of fell off Teddy too. Cause they seemed like they were into each other for a while and he did really like her style, which is basically like, no, that's not what I said. I said this. Do you remember how I said this? I said this. Okay, you're my big bear man. You're my big bear man. Okay, good, 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 good. We love it. 
just that's her that was her energy and i was like he loves that he felt like he was like i can do this i can live with this i like this a lot but then <laughs> instead he's been gravitating hard towards rachel who's just could not be more the opposite of that energy uh so it was what a, a little interesting. what a mess Truly. You, you, you mentioned how he says he's broken or whatever i'm thinking about so dang with all that all these ladies and you over just like smashing them with no major commitment that wouldn't break me at all he just built different i guess i, I wouldn't be broken by that yeah he's he's broken because he's got to be he's got to be let's not forget he has to represent the small town midwestern yeah. good christian mm. man who uh, the, mm. and, and all that implies by the uh the media what the media wants you to sec. believe it that means wait a sec wait a sec do we consider missouri midwest I'm Canadian, so I don't know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he right. doesn't know better. Uh, well, what's the I'm other option? Montreal. What's that? What's the other option if they're not Midwest? That's what I'm. Th- I thought they were Midwest. If I'm getting told I've it's always not Midwest, considered I'm Missouri like, to South. I, whoa, oh. South as well. Yeah, I, I think I, it's the South. Okay. What city? What would you consider Missouri? St. Louis. St. Louis feels Midwest. Midwest. Okay, Memphis. Yeah. Eh, but I think like St. Louis, Kansas City, that's mm-hmm. Midwest. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. what I always. I think. I think Kansas City. I'm thinking can like you know right on the border of whatever. It's like can't, that's it's, Midwest. It's St. Like, Louis to me is Midwest. It's like Pittsburgh is Midwest and Philadelphia is East Coast. Then, but but they're in the same state. Wait, Pittsburgh right? is Midwest? That's why. Yeah, come on. It's like, Pittsburgh it's like, is Midwest. Well, hold like, on. Like, feels mid- it, it, it feels Midwest. It's like it 20 minutes Midwest. from Ohio. It's Midwest. Exactly. <laughs> it feels Midwest. But I, I'm from Ohio. People have told me Ohio is East Coast. And I'm like, oh, that's not true. That's definitely not true. Oh, yeah. I so, definitely want to consider Ohio East. Um, okay. I so, see what you're saying. I see what you're going saying. By vibe. I still don't agree with it, but I at least understand the angle vibe, you're coming from. Because Ohio does feel like it's pretty East on the map, right? Isn't it just like under Ontario, not far? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to. I'm going to pull up a map to, instead of asking you guys questions. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's right next to Indiana. Yeah. So it's right almost parallel to Toronto. So, so then oh, you have no, no, that's east. Ontario's east. Uh, yeah, Ohio, Ohio is hella east. Okay, like Midwest as a region does not make sense. I don't. That, 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 I agree with you on that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That I, re- I remember being a kid and listening to Kanye, and he was like, "You know what the Midwest is?" And every time my first thought was like, "I don't think you do. I don't know." <laughs> I don't think anybody knows what the Midwest is. <laughs> it, made, it never made sense. Chicago's to me. pretty east. Oh, on no, a map. On a map, it is. On a map. Yes. Yeah. On a map. On a map. On a map. Yes. I'm look, I'm yes. currently looking at it. Like, the thing is, it, um, it, it, it we're mid- the Midwest east. capital of the world. Exactly. But mid east doesn't sound good. Midwest sounds great. <laughs> mid east sounds stupid. That's why I think people are like, fine, we're in the middle. We get to pick a side. Let's go west. <laughs> <laughs> the division is so weird. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't get it at all. I always was confused by it because I'm like, Chicago is Midwest, but also like, I don't know. It just feels like East City vibes, mm-hmm. but it is a Midwest. I don't know. I don't know. It's I, always been confusing and I'm glad I get this off my chest. Uh, <laughs> you guys are wilding. <laughs> now that we're finished to, with our geography segment of, of the podcast. Not to, go on, not to go on too long about it. but No, no, just, please. We will go as long as we need. 
I only consider Mizzou, Missouri, the mid, uh, South, because I base all of my geography off of like college football and athletics. Sports, okay. yeah, same. Yeah, okay, so Mizzou was like sense. in the SEC. Mm-hmm. They were in the Big Twelve before, and I just like I've never even looked at that state as like being anything close to Midwest values. We're different, you know, here in the Midwest. So I mean, that's all. I mean, I just finished binging all of Superstore on Netflix, and they're based in St. Louis. The store is St. Louis, and that is a Midwestern store. Superstore is in the Midwest. That's fair. I will Mizzou is like, like the state of Missouri is, even if it's like Midwest, I would say the reason why I consider it the South, because it's like if it's like when a New Yorker moves to Florida, like Uh sure, geographically, Mm-hmm. You can say they're a southerner, but like at their heart, they're they're a New Yorker still. Yeah, and that's what Missouri going, is. Oh, hey, oh, that's what they're doing in their heart still. <laughs> is that isn't how it crazy New that this, talk in your head? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't it crazy how this season is so bad? We will literally talk about <laughs> what the Midwest is for as long yeah, as so we can. I was gonna ask, what is y'all's opinion of Clayton as the lead in this season as a whole? <laughs> Mm. Uh, Smith, you want to start? I mean, <laughs> look, the, the show, first off, the show didn't do Clayton any favors, right? They, they casted somebody that no one knew. No no one knows. I mean, the dude has a white face and was a jock and has, I guess, Midwestern values. So, you know, that, that's all they gave us to work with, right? So mm-hmm. they didn't do that's my it. man any favors as far as just getting to know him. Um, he, I mean, I think objectively the dude looks pretty regular. I mean, I get that he's tall and, and like, he can pick up women, but other than that, like his face ain't all that. Like, uh, again, oh, I think yeah. he's pretty, pretty regular. And then the start of the season, like we were talking about this on our podcast the other day. Um, like the first five episodes, first handful of episodes was, you know, the beef between, between the two women, uh, Elizabeth and, uh, Shanae. uh, Sh- yeah. And, you, and you don't get to know anyone else in, in the you don't get the, you don't get to know any of the other women in the show. So, yeah, it's just been overshadowed. Like, I think the show knows, obviously, by how much they did with uh, Shanae and uh, Elizabeth that like this dude's not going to carry the show. Right. Like, so you're going to yeah. have to have these two women like carry out the first few episodes and with the Genevieve thing and, and things like mm. that to, you know, get people someone interested because my man he ain't doing it like he's overmatched you make a great point about the man not carrying the show and then knowing it because the previews right out the gate before the season even started was like i fucked three of you and people are like i guess i guess i might tune in yes like maybe maybe i'm just missing it but like Every single time it's being made a big deal that he's slept with multiple women, like I don't like that's the whole the whole fantasy suite thing has been a part of the show for right. like for God knows how long, if not the and entire celebrated, time. celebrated, celebrated like Hannah it's a critical Brown. part. Oh, and like I'm not saying I'm not saying like that the women can't be upset, but I am saying like you go into the show knowing there's a week dedicated to fucking. Like that's the mm-hmm. whole and like not everyone actually hooks up in the fantasy suites. There's been several people who have afterwards said Tasha that they just Ivan. used it to just talk. <laughs> like Tasha and I, yeah, that. Um, 
but like they just use that time to finally be alone and be able to talk shit like real shit and all that mm-hmm. but like there's still like a whole week dedicated to fucking so i don't know mm-hmm. why it's always treated like as if oh, how could you do that like yeah of course everyone both the bachelor and the bachelorette when they're given an opportunity when they've been celibate for eight weeks straight week straight while surrounded by a bunch of hot people of course when they're finally able to fuck they're gonna be like i like so what's good like what are we going like i don't i just don't understand why this is as big of a deal as it is once again i it's okay that the women are upset at clayton but Mm. i also i'm like but you knew this was gonna happen like you knew this was gonna be a whole week yeah i uh i I have a, an opinion on this, but before we jump into that, I want I want to jump to Brandon Pope. Pope, what do you what are your thoughts on this season so far? What do you got? You know, <laughs> it's one of those things where it feels like a chore to watch it. There we go. There no, we go. No show should feel like that. Um, and and to be fair, not a lot of these seasons haven't felt like chores, mm-hmm. um, but this one does, especially with Shanae gone. I was rooting for Shanae. Mostly, <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. mostly because she was great entertainment and great content. But agree. Also because she's from the great state of Ohio. And can do no wrong. Sycamore, Sycamore Zone. Look, Sycamore got hey, you can drive through it pretty quickly, but I, I've been to Sycamore. She said it was one it's street. Not too bad. She said it was one yeah, one road down. One stoplight. Um, mm-hmm. TNT pizza, pretty decent over there. Uh, they got a good little bar that's, you know, pretty cheap, like $2 beers, $3 beers. So, hey, why not? But this <laughs> season is just literally the absolute worst. They yeah. and, and the biggest issue is they focus so much on the Sinead and Elizabeth beef and the shrimp and whatever and mm-hmm. all that that they – I don't know the names of really any of these women. And mm-hmm. we're already at the, what, the final four or five. So final four, you've, you've, you've like crazy to the, the, you decline the opportunity to develop these characters mm-hmm. and let any of these women shine. And now I'm like, I don't even know if any of them could be the bachelorette because I don't really know anything about them. Right. I, I'm, I'm not invested, you know, right. I agree. So that's my thought. This I was, was I was going to say just the Shanae thing, the overshadowing with Shanae and Elizabeth got to a point where when Elizabeth left, they were scrambling. Because they for sure had Elizabeth down for that two-on-one. Mm-hmm. Where Genevieve and Shanae went on that two-on-one, and it was just baffling. Like, Genevieve yelled at Shanae once and then kind of just stayed clear. And then Shanae's just a psycho to the point where, like, that was entertaining to watch for that. But, like, we know nothing about Genevieve but the fact that she was kind of, like, broken down over this process of being ignored and mm-hmm. just kind of ready to go you know she got that rose and she was like thank you but also like i can't man like i uh uh-uh. while i cannot obviously at the end of the day we can only like we are shown what the producers want to show us so like we don't know the full story <laughs> of everything so i'm not gonna say that shanae is actually a bad person in real life what i am gonna say is shanae God bless you. Thank you for being on this season. You have made <laughs> this season so watchable. Like everyone's like, oh, 
I just I couldn't take it anymore. I had to stop watching. I'm like, are you kidding me? Now that mm-hmm. Shanae's no longer on the show, I don't <laughs> want to watch anymore. Like, yeah. the fact that you're that manipulative and you're proud of it, like, it's not the oh, fact that she did the camera, shit, but the fact that <laughs> she was talking that shit like it was a Wayne track where she was just like, yeah, that's right. And I fake cried and I had real ass tears. That's right, bitches. That's how it's the- I my God, that is that is a level of villainy that like that's what I now that's what Street. I want to see. I want to see that level of villainy. I agree. Now on. To, to the Sinead point, like, yes, um, with you, Chris, as with the like, we always have to keep telling ourselves when, we, when we're recording, like, yo, they only show us we're only seeing this edit. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, some of the shit Sinead was saying on camera was like, you know, super insensitive and stuff like that. But I'm like, yo, if it was that bad, they would have they would have told her they would have got her out of here. Like mm-hmm. it, they, they mm-hmm. the, the show was playing this game where like it it couldn't have been as bad as they believed it to be because mm-hmm. they just kept letting her be on the show. Cause you know, we know that you know they can pull a plug on anybody whenever they want. But the fact that they just let her on like keep keep riding this out with her, I'm like, all right, either it's, it's not, you know, the edit does look bad, but, you know, I guess I guess the drama or the content outweighs what she's doing because it can't be that bad that they're so keeping her on the show. I'm going to say it could be that bad and they just didn't have a choice. Uh, like, okay. yeah. like, look at what else is being served this season. OK, like I will go to bat for Shanae when it comes to the shrimp thing, because making 15 shrimp for 20 women is absurd. <laughs> Okay, that will never it's, be something. It's something a terrorist would do. Like, yeah. it's, it's thank, yes, thank you, thank you. Exactly. That is that is begging for a fight. Um, just insane. I will I will defend her for that. I can't defend her for coming at Elizabeth for having ADHD. I can't yeah. defend her for like manipulating Clayton and like celebrating it and then talking shit about Genevieve to that extent. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like meaning it. She's like, fuck off. Like, oh, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, so. To me, it's kind of like they had nothing else going on. If it wasn't for Shanae and Cassidy at the beginning, let's not forget one of the best moments to me from this season is Hunter telling the group of women going, well, you know, Cassidy told me. So what's your exit interview going to be like? And I'm like, (laughs) wow, somebody came to a roast battle like this is fun. I was like waiting for more Cassidy. She's like, I'm not going to party. I'm not going to make a party for these kids. Fuck these kids. I want to forget Cassidy dropping a child's plate. Not plate. Oh, yeah. On the ground. And then be like, whoopsie, let's go make out Clayton. Like, that's... and then the kids coming down, like running to the cake and eating it off the floor. <laughs> God, that is that is Michael Jordan level of fuck them kids. And I respect uh, it so much. I, I want to preface any type of Cassidy talk. I, I want to get out ahead of this so, so you guys know our bias. Uh-huh. Uh, our, our podcast has been, I, I don't want to oversell it, but we have been. Uh, lightly communicating with Cassidy through DMs. So we, we are team Cassidy, like Cassidy. So so just in case we in case you don't think we should are as as hard on or don't criticize her in any type of way, this this podcast, this me and Pope, Pope and I, we we are definitely team Cassidy. Okay. So we just well, I just want to put that out in front. Just in I case can we respect- say something. Hey, okay. don't worry. We ain't going to fuck up a bag for you. Shout out to Cassie. That was the best <laughs> contestant on this season. Girl, you were done wrong. I was upset wrong. the way she left. 
And honestly, girl, you dodged the bullet. I'm saying that genuinely. You dodged the bullet. For real. For real. I think uh, at the time, like there were some things that we said about Cassidy, but then the next week we're like, I miss Cassidy. She was fine. She was like, (laughs) she was like really just being like whatever. She was just like, I'm here for him. What do I got to do this for? It I I and love then the when intro. She said the hunter fucking ruled. Okay, I'm not gonna <laughs> let that go. That's still like probably a rose of mine for the season. Is like handed to Cassidy for the hunter thing. It's so funny to me. And I will say every every time there's like intro villains in the season, mm. like there's always that first villain that they put up where you're like, oh, this is a villain, and then they go yeah. away pretty quickly, and then like the real villain comes out. <laughs> Shout out to the intro villains because everyone always has all of this energy for you. And then, like a week later, we're like, "Oh, you were sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You didn't really like. Sure, maybe I didn't like this thing you did, but you know what? At the end of the day, you're not bad in comparison to this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah oh, you I mean, got kicked off for having an uh, 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 just like a friends with benefits out in the world while you you had to keep this show a secret and then let it slip to another contestant who just didn't have right. your back. Yeah, that's as sucks. if. A bunch of other people who have been on this show, Bachelor or Bachelorette, also didn't have right, a exactly. situation right before the show. And like, you know, even on Paradise, we had Brandon and Piper pulling some shit. Like, right. And yep. those were people, people like the Bachelor Nation was actively rooting for. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, that's that, that's the to your point, Mike. Like, she said the quiet part out loud, right? And, you know, they, they, they always make this point of saying being here for the right reasons. And, yeah. you know, th- that whole gimmick. But, yeah, as soon as Cassidy said it, like, it, it was, like, jarring to hear because you don't actually hear that. But then it's like, yo, of course she has a friends of benefits at home. Like, duh. Why wouldn't she? Like, right. I'm sure she's not committed to Clayton yet. So why... <laughs> It's the same thing as like Thomas on Katie's season being like, of course, I've thought about being the bachelor. The bachelor. Like, oh, right. my God, dude. Why would you want to be the bachelor? Oh, hey, guy, that's one of 30 men right now. You yeah. want to maybe th- you thought about maybe being the bachelor. Um, I'm sorry. Aren't you dedicated to Katie, the woman you've spoken to twice? <laughs> exactly. Oh, man, insane. it's insane to me that the, the, there's such a weird like there's a weird narrowing of scope that happens on mm. the show. And just like the, the inner language of the show, there's like the, you know, I am, I think I can fall in love with them. I believe I am. I think I am falling in love with them. I am falling in love. I fell in love. I am mm-hmm. in love. Like all these levels of falling in love within the bachelor world to the point where it's like semantically, you can always have one foot out the door. Um, it's just very interesting to watch that on a show and be like, this is accepted here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very weird. It's a very weird franchise. And, oh, and, very. When it's, you don't have like anything. It, it doesn't fit reality. Yeah. It's supposed to be reality TV, but there's nothing about it that's really within the realm of reality, you know? Yeah. Because mm. it's also, if you think about it, it's definitely like trying to mimic this traditional old school value where like they're t- <laughs> like, if you think about it, they're meeting the families before they fuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Which is like, I like. Well, that's, that's how they did it in the Bible. <laughs> I mean. Actually, the parents met each other first, and then they set them <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, and then they set. 
but that's I, also that's so yeah. cruel now that you think about it, where it's just like hey i'm gonna meet your dad meet your your mom your sister whoever is important to you and then and then i'm gonna look them in the face and be like nah we haven't fucked yet but next week if she's still here <laughs> we're gonna do and then also exactly i'm gonna fuck two other women <laughs> I think, I think that's my, my my biggest beef with the show is that like it hasn't evolved in the sense that like obviously the the, the rise of social media and things mm-hmm. like that like the show still like you know as you guys are saying like holds on to like these traditional values I'm like yo no nah, man we on the show to get the IG popping like we're not really no, here for yes. those we're here for no yes. fucking love like why there can't we, we evolve like why can't we all be in on the joke and I hate that like the show still acts like we're dumb to this. Right. This right. Is like, yo, people are on here to, to get the DMs popping and get some followers and, right. and sell some shit. And, you know, that's it. You know, that's it. The prize ain't Clayton. The prize is getting <laughs> yeah. enough followers I mean, to sell tummy tea for the rest of your life. Like, that's especially the prize. this season, bro. Especially this season. The prize like, is getting famous enough where you can show up the clubs and get like a free bottle, at least. Like, that's. <laughs> That's yeah, why you're a, going on this show. And write a book. And yeah. Write a book. Yeah. And write a book. <laughs> and you're basically inducing emotional trauma in hopes America will like you enough that you'll be like, I I'm gonna just do sponsored posts on Instagram now. Mm-hmm. It is not wild. a bad plan, honestly. I would do the yeah. same thing. Right? Yeah. It's also like how I can't fault Brendan and Piper from wanting to pull that shit, but it's also like Hey, guess what? If you had just announced on Instagram that you were together, you'd have gotten the same amount of attention. You know what I mean? Instead, mm-hmm. now they got they were villainized because Brandon uh, did that to Natasha. And it's 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 clear that now it, that's all it's about. Right. To the point where, like, you got to figure like deep down, Colton was like, I don't think I should do this because I, I don't know yes. if I'm going to be able to pretend so good with all these what what are meant to be America's finest women, <laughs> you know, and I have to, you know, he's been like, I've been faking all my life. Allegedly. No. Uh-huh. Allegedly finest women. Like if this was, uh, yes, I'd yes. much prefer, you know, a flavor of love, you know, batch of oh. women to this, to be honest. Put that show yeah. in the library of Congress it, for preservation. Know, remember yeah. hoops? Remember hoops? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if, if this is if this was on, well, I guess it would be Disney Plus. Put the batch on Disney Plus, and it, and we can be out here cussing, and we have a different type of woman <laughs> on this show. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay for it. <laughs> yeah, Disney Plus. That's where it's gonna be at. <laughs> Yo, put this shit on Paramount Plus. I'll I'll buy that service. That's how much I'll be interested in. Wow. This. Actually, I got nothing against Paramount Plus. I just tried to think of a service that, like. <laughs> On the totem pole, people mo- like are the least likely to have in comparison to Netflix <laughs> yes. and Hulu. Yeah. Well, Nothing against I, Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, you're a great service, and it's everyone should check it out. Please sponsor me. Send me money. Thank you so much. I mean, that's a crazy way to announce our sponsor for this week. Uh, <laughs> Paramount Plus, uh, not available in Canada, and that's the that's the sponsorship. <laughs> All right. Damn, oh man, I guess damn. we should get into the episode. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, uh, I mean, we can we and obviously we can bounce around. We don't have to go into every yeah. single detail. But uh, what I did want to like, obviously, even though the episode starts with Sarah and Mara having and Mara, their whole yeah. thing, 
Uh, I did want to bring up once again, Mara, first and foremost, anytime people are like, why is Mara like this? I feel like people are forgetting she's from Jersey. This is how could you Jersey she's from energy? She doesn't let you forget she's from Jersey. Everything about her screams. I'm the hottest person in my small suburb in Jersey. She just very well may be. She has that energy of like, if you don't take me to the Cheesecake Factory on the first date, then what is we doing here? Like, so you guys go to a factory for a first date? What is this? Do you not have Cheesecake Factory in Canada? No. Was it? Wow. I don't think so. Let me look up Cheesecake Factory. That's that's where, like, if you was a dude, like, if you you took took a girl to Cheesecake Factory, like, you was doing big things. Like, (laughs) Like, oh, it's it's legit. It's called yeah, Cheesecake like, Factory. In the yeah. suburbs, Cheesecake like Factory boy, is yeah. like, oh, yeah. y'all are y'all are for yeah. real. Oh, yeah. She was she was telling all her girls. They was, mm-hmm. they was she was in the group chat talking about you like, yo, girl, he took me to yeah. Cheesecake Factory. Oh, yeah, no shit. that was okay. that was the thing. It's the brown bread, yo. It's the brown bread. Well, I'm, look, I'm yo, looking up Cheesecake Factory in in Canada and I am seeing Oh, okay, there's one in Toronto, but in like suburbs Toronto, so it checks out. Okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's way up there. Cheesecake okay. Factory is basically a restaurant where they dim the lights so you can't see any further details of the surrounding <laughs> restaurant. Um, and then they have a menu that's about as long as a Harry Potter book, and uh, like the food oh, is not. I know this place. You've been I there. <laughs> I, I haven't been the there. Two things: the menu's big and the lighting. You're like, ah, yes. No, okay. no, no, All right. no, no, yep. no. I remember this. I remember this. I know what the I mean, factory the, is. The Canadian, the Canadian icon Drake. It's one of his favorite places. You know, to, <laughs> what? To take I mean, that's, it's one of his favorite places to go. He's like, I, you know, I love to go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> tell me, I'm fight women. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Why would you want to fight with a man at Cheesecake? Yeah, you know? come on. He I lives see. for that though. Drake's the type that likes to tussle. He likes to tussle. <laughs> Don't I know it? He he talks about it all the time. Where we all meet up here in this one town that Drake hangs yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I figure that's what y'all do, like just Canadian meetings. Just, yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we hey, call fellow. it the assembly. Uh, that's what we we call it the assembly. So uh, it's like yeah, the annual assembly. <laughs> but lately we've been doing biannual because of COVID, because we can do it on Zoom. You know. Drake That's pops he in. Needs. He goes, "Hey, what's up?" But Bieber's like, "Get the fuck out of here, dude!" Oh yeah, I keep forgetting. Celine that. Dion is, the, is doing the French translation though, so it's pretty fun to hear her do that because she rarely oh, speaks French. We 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 we. I will say That's this about going. Mara, real quick. Mara, getting back to Mara, mm-hmm. I there's something so frustrating about that mindset persisting throughout her stay on the show just being like the 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 ideal her basically she's got trophy wife energy and being like i cook i clean i'm good in bed i will suck that dick like that's it that's all she's like she's basically like get take care of me and i'll take care of you in that you know in the way that i take care of you look that's one thing i was i had not brought up she looks like she would be a throat goat like she seems (laughs) like she would be and she's got the determination me, in her eyes. You can see it. It's exciting. This is why I we have a woman. This is why we have a woman on our show each <laughs> each week. You Man. know, so 
we, we, we almost toxicity can like she can like check us before like the internet checks us. So like, oh, I okay, mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I shout out say... to Smith for doing damage control. <laughs> <laughs> don't Chris, don't act like we haven't had like Mia or Tamara on the show and said something similar. You've said pussies too many times while Mia's on the show. What was it? Did I say it was like I Whoa, said something about how dare you? Your I beard smelling like no, pussy. I oh that's what it was. I was talking about when you eat pussy with a beard, and then that upset everybody. <laughs> yeah, of course it did. <laughs> something about like um I don't even remember. Uh but uh no i see what you're saying pope <laughs> I, I see what I you're mean, saying she do. like she don't get like dsls or nothing she got some very thin lips but she just gives us energy that she would be all up in it like she, she would be looks really like committed. she's got the heart and she's proud of it like it's like it's she, when she did that poem at the medieval thing you can tell that's what she wanted to get at <laughs> and, and she got she got dsj she got the jaws you know like she can handle DSJs. it. She can handle it. DSJs. Look, I um, I think I, Smith back on, with the damage control. At, at, least on our, <laughs> at least on our podcast, I am a, a Mara 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 apologist because okay, she, she she's the oldest person on the show, right? So sure. I'm, I'm I'm the oldest person that that does a podcast with 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 our crew. So I, I feel for her, right? So but you know, thirty two, man. Yeah, yeah, but like Sarah's giving her the smoke in, in, in the comedy bit. So like, uh-huh. look, my, my my girl Mara is already like feeling some type of way that she's older. You know, this she might, you know, they these women generally get in their head at, at, at some of these times and like, you know, this might be my last chance. So look, she's got, you know, you add that in with the Jersey energy. Look, yeah, look, I, I, I I'm with I was I'm with her. I stand with her and I was mm-hmm. glad that Sarah got that ass out of here after that. Oh, agreed. Yeah, 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 for <laughs> sure. I will say in Mara versus Sarah, Mara, but I will also say in Mara or Sarah or nobody, I'll be like, nobody. Because I'm oh. I, like, because I, th- so yeah, to me, same here, same here. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, Mara, what are you doing being like, you're too young, you're not ready for marriage or like, you're you're putting all this projection on somebody. You're making these judgments on people. You're doing it aggressively. You're kind of like you're gatekeeping love. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? I it just felt like insecure and um and also like I don't know. It just made me not care. It just gave me more like a I grew up. I grew up with you. I grew up with this kind of woman. Like I very Italian and I grew up with like, what do you do in them? You got to keep your man happy and you got to be on top of this and you got to make sure that it's all family. It's all love. You got to be ready. It's marriage. It's one person. Even if you're yelling at each other in the mall, you still love each other. If you throw a nail, a, a nail gun at each other, it's OK. You start fresh the next day. That's love. You know, that's the kind of vibe uh, she gives off. And I'm like, that is terrifying to me. So I was never like Mara, Mara, Mara. Yes. But when it was Sarah coming after Mara, I was like, Jesus Christ, shut up, Sarah. Mm. Mm. It's it's very much Mara to me. I've said this on the pod before where Mm. she seems like one of those people, man or woman, who is so fixated on what not only the relationship should be on paper, but what they should mm. look for on paper. 
and completely overlooks the fact of like, okay, she's like, Clayton's the perfect man because he got a good job and this and he's that. And it's just like, all right, but how you feel about the dude? Like, how does the yeah, dude feel literally. about you? Like, what is the emotional romantic connection here? And I feel like she's just one of those people who like, is like on paper, I'm supposed to be having a good job and I'm supposed to be married and I'm supposed to start having babies. And that's what I'm doing and focuses more on what her life should be like on paper versus what is actually giving her like right. peace and joy and like happiness. And mm. like, yes, on paper, someone as young as 23 isn't ma- ready for marriage, but also mm. everyone is different. Uh, but also at the same time, I like I agree with that sentiment of like, yeah, when I was Sarah 23, I barely knew how to do taxes, let alone get engaged. So like I agree right with now. that sense. But it's also like Mara, at the same time, you're the oldest one here. Why are you so preoccupied with a child? Like I also should <laughs> if you're so so into like the things being right on paper and everything, shouldn't you notice the writing on the wall when you on paper have not had your name set alone on a date card and like take it easy you knew this was nothing from jump if you're sitting next to eliza and she hasn't gotten a one-on-one either and there's one left oh, before you oh. did man it, it's got it just prep for bachelor in paradise be on your best behavior and be fun and then you're gonna end up on paradise and fall in love with whatever fucking dipshit from claire's season is left over like <clears throat> I I, I don't get why she's so invested in this man anyway, especially when yeah, okay, this is a weird moment that I'm still thinking it like I okay, it's weird. This came up in a nightmare of mine. I'm not even kidding. This came up in a nightmare of mine when Mara was like, uh, people who know me know I like to feed, you know, the the people I love and like, okay, weird. She picks a poutine, which I'm like, this is stupid. You're in Toronto. You're not supposed to get poutine in Toronto. (laughs) There's no good poutine in Toronto. And then she gives him a forkful and Clayton Clayton bites down on the fork so hard that the metal has to slide against it. She has a hard time pulling the teeth like the fork from his teeth. And I'm like, and you for someone who likes feeding people. Wouldn't that be (laughs) wouldn't that be something to watch out for? Because that's like somebody who has not mastered the art of being uh, if fed or eating at all. Because like if somebody's biting that hard on a fork, I'm like those people. I don't trust it, I, and I'd be out of there immediately. That's scary to me. Like I'm under, I'm under the impression. Uh, back to, to Clayton that, and Pope and I <clears throat> talk about this on our podcast all the time. That like, um, looking through it through man's eyes, right? That the 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 argument to keep Mara is just for the fancy suite, right? Because, mm. look, she, it, it looks like she's going to turn up another notch in that fancy suite. And I feel like... She's like, that's where she can prove herself. Yeah, that's like, she's like, and I feel like as in, in this situation, like, you know, even if Clayton is giving his best effort and he wants to get engaged and he really has a connection with somebody, like, you just keep one around for the fancy suite just because, like, yo... She, she did that shit with Victoria. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, transparently, pretty yeah, transparently. Yeah, like she's gonna be swimming from chandeliers and then everything. So look, it's gonna be worth it. But I don't even like, and even in this crop of women he has not here left, like none of, like none of that gives off like that type of you know just keep around 
for for for, for uh, fancy suites. So that's where I think he aired. Like he let Cassidy go. I think Cassidy would have been one of those you keep around. Uh, I don't. I, I don't. I still don't know about uh, uh, Shanae. I, I I don't know I mean, if she would have really been. been a a fancy suite one, or just she just would have went like, okay, camera's off. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Shanae did feel like she was there for the cameras more than anything. Um, and I'm looking at the cast list right yeah. now. Um, I I get that nobody really has like Mara is very much the one with the highest sexual confidence in like she's like very she's yeah. been out- outwardly like I will sex you up like I will. I'm here and I'm and multiple times too, which multiple times. obviously no, no, sh- like no one else on the show has done that where it's like. Yeah that kind of like not that it's a bad it's a good thing where it's like yeah if you got that confidence flex that confidence no one else has done that confidence, Katie, that confidence. Sex, sex positive oh. Katie. She, she was about that life oh that's yeah, true yeah, yeah. that's right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah sex well, positive so, Katie. so there was a woman that i've i've been you know talking to who is in her 30s and she was telling me that women who are in their 30s tend to have higher sex drives than um women who are not in their 30s so mara being older maybe that's what plays into it you know she's just always trying to get that dick i thought this was something that happened later in the 30s mara is still 32 you know right well this this woman i'm talking to is 32 and she is like horny all the time so you know (laughs) it just sometimes you're like damn chill chill out you're a freaking horn dog like you got a problem (laughs) to go get that, that that thing Tiger Woods got. Go to sex rehab or something. I'm just <laughs> picturing you like when you said that you're when you're watching Mara, you're doing like that scene from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where Leo just points at the TV. He's like, yo, <laughs> that's my life right now. That's me. That's me. OK. All right. I Man, I, th- I still think it's so fucking funny that there was a woman who was just a year older than Mara introduced herself as a cougar on the first night and left immediately. <laughs> and like yes. Mara is uh, definitely like the attitude of her, like her approach to what marriage should be and like the attitude of her towards Sarah is very much like aging her in that regard it's still very wild to me that someone was like i'm 33 and i'm a cougar it's like what are you fucking 17 year olds because that is <laughs> illegal right it is yeah very illegal so like what does a cougar well, mean it, like, wait is it illegal in georgia though i don't know it's different <laughs> most southern states be having some messed up rules ain't it like yeah, 15 yeah. in georgia I have no idea. It's just <laughs> scary that there has to be a different number in places. Yes. <laughs> that is. I only know this. I only know this because I've been looking. Like I covered the R. Kelly stuff, and that yeah. man got cases in every state, but yep. you don't got one in the southern states. Mm. <laughs> it reminds me of like Aziz Ansari had one of his specials he did an R. Kelly bit, and he was like, "Hey, there's some accusations that you've been." Uh, hanging out with teenage girls and his response was define teenage and it's like oh yeah oh have God, you seen yeah. the actual interview clip because it's, it's i have the way it's he disturbing. says it you're just like oh this man yeah. did it oh this, <laughs> so, this, this he man did asked it. he asked for a clarification while answering the question in the in the affirmative <laughs> anyone that defends r kelly or bill cosby is just an idiot yeah. oh yeah because <laughs> these they, they literally have told us that they are <laughs> just I mean, devilish, deviant, 
abusers. <laughs> you can you can still like, have what? your memories that are scored to Ignition Remix. Okay, no one's taking those for from you. But um, that man was that man's messed up. Like it's yeah. it's I this is a story I I think I heard on a podcast where like I think it was like a Brooks Whelan was on uh, SNL. His like short tenure there. He was like there early on. And uh, R. Kelly was the guest or something. And Brooks turned to Keenan was like, who's that dude? And Keenan was like, that's a bad man. <laughs> and that's all he said. <laughs> that's a bad man. That'll, that'll do it. Yeah. yeah. If Keenan Thompson doesn't vouch for you, that's a pretty, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like, so yeah. I mean, I'm not Thanks saying he's out here telling people that son. awful awful people are, are vouch worthy, but I'm saying like, he's a good barometer, you know? Um, <laughs> so we lead the episode off with Sarah confronting Mara for last week's episode uh, where Clayton tells Sarah that some women in the house are talking about how you might not be ready or, you know, like how you might not be here for the right reason and et cetera, mm. so on and so forth. And Sarah comes back with like a determination of like, well, I'm going to confront whoever said it. And she was like, well, yeah, I was out with Clayton. And he said that whoever said that sounds like a last ditch effort to stay when they were going home. So, mm -hmm. all right. Good night, Mara. And then they go to a rose ceremony. And sure enough, Mara and Eliza are gone, leaving us with Teddy, Gabby, Genevieve. Uh, <laughs> Teddy, Gabby, Genevieve, uh, Rachel, Mm, why am I blanking on her name? Serene. Susie. Susie Serene. Oh. And Sarah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Susie was the one I was looking for, but Serene's right on my screen because Serene gets a one on one date that I literally I have on on my sheet right here that says uh, why? Uh, just like I, I did not. I like the moment of the fireflies thing. I was like, that's like a cute little thing, but to react to it, like Clayton did any of this is insane to me. This yeah, man did not put this together. And then yeah. her one-on-one -on -one was just very forgettable. It was just like, Hey, we're a shopping date. No. Was no, that was Susie's date. The, the oh, shopping date. Yeah. Uh, Serene's oh. date was when they were in front of oh, Gustav right. Klimt's the kiss. And they were like, can, can, let's try it. You know, you yeah, have a beef with the whole the shopping date thing. Like, why? Oh, do, yeah. Well, well, my beef is like, why don't the men when they're on, you know, contestants for the Bachelorette, why don't they get shopping dates? We like hey. nice things. You could take us yeah. to Dick's Sporting Goods and get us a few <laughs> nice hoodies and some, just showing some up the foot locker. Like, I, uh, you can get whatever, whatever. <laughs> some Jays, you want. Get, get, yeah, get some Jays. Like, come on, ice me out. Honestly, take. <laughs> Take me out and take me to a tailor that's going to even make a T-shirt look good. Like I am. Get me what? something that'll fit this stupid gut, but tiny upper body. You know, like get look, me something. I'll, I'll take Target. I'll take Target. I'll take. Yeah. Anything. Oh, they, they, yeah, exactly. That works, too. I'm just saying I do think so. We're going to talk about Susie's date. Susie got the, the, the princess date, the Cinderella date as they it's it's colloquially known in Bachelor Nation um, where she goes shopping with Clayton, tries on a bunch of dresses, and he's, like, horned up for it because she's so cute in these dresses. And then they go out on a date after she comes back to the hotel with all the bags and the women Which, are jealous. Real quick, these shopping dates always piss me off. And 
the same thing was said with Serene at the pier date where like she's just like, I just can't believe that's just so nice that he just took yes. me out shopping. Yeah. Like, no, no, ABC yeah. took you out on shop. Clayton ain't going to buy any of this shit no. for you ever again. You no. better. You I hope you learned how Clayton's to say Balenciaga to his, because this is yeah. the last time you're going to be saying it with Clayton. Yeah. There is no way. I'll like, also say this uh, one further for Susie, because it do, it wasn't just Susie saying, like, I can't believe he did this. Susie said, no man I've been with has ever wanted yeah. to do this. And I'm like, girl, I think every man that's done this has wanted you to have nice things. Right. Yeah, OK, they just if can't it afford was that within shit. The means and possible. Look, man, I have met people that I've known for 30 minutes and been like, you deserve an amazing thing. And I would like to do that for you. But guess what? I'm broke. It's not happening. You know, like I I have met people that I have spent max like an hour hanging out with at like a festival comedy festival that I still think about from 2013 that sometimes I'm like, I want to send them a bobblehead just for fun. Like I don't like just because I want something nice. I want to give them something nice. But you know what shipping is on a bobblehead to the States? That's too much for this dumb little thing that I want to send somebody. So it's not like these guys are not. They don't want to get you a nice dress or take you on a shopping. Right. It's just like, have you seen the tags on these things? Yeah, because like I remember what was it? The shoes alone <laughs> uh, on one of these dates years ago was like somebody was like, those are thirteen hundred dollars shoes. Yeah. Through. So like <laughs> Rachel Kirkconnell, Rachel, when she did yes. her shopping yeah. date. Yeah. She had red bottoms. And I remember yeah. like people on Twitter be like, bitch, she got red bottoms. No, no, yeah. this ain't fair. This yeah. ain't fair. Also, how do you like if she- you get to go on the shopping date? You have to win it all. Like you yeah. have to, because imagine going on the show, you get an all expense paid shopping trip to a designer store. Like they're not taking them to a Zara. designer like store they're taking them to country, a designer man. store in another, you're in Europe in another country. And then if you don't, it doesn't work out. And then you got to go back to the real world where a guy <laughs> is like, hey, you want to split at bowling? Like it's just. <laughs> <laughs> like that's another that's another negative they don't talk about going on yes. this show of how it will ruin dating for you in real life because you go from like <laughs> oh i went on a my first and only one-on-one date i got to go on we went uh we went like parachuting from a helicopter and into fucking a Aruba. <laughs> and then what does this guy want to do he wants to take me to a bar that it's half axe throwing half turtle <laughs> racing what does this guy want to do he heard the suicide squad was pretty good <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this man wants to take me to like uh the it was uh, pretty good actually. It was. Hey, uh, yeah, that I actually had a good <laughs> that last fight I was took really a woman hard. out on a date to that. I, I took a woman out on a date to that actually. First date with my Swag. girlfriend was to that suicide spot, but it was her idea. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, girl, you better enjoy these designer clothes you got because that's the last time. <laughs> This is the last unless you become bachelorette or you get some TV money. You ain't saying Balenciaga anymore. This is your, this is your last time you're saying that. I, I, I like uh, I like Brandon Pope's description of Susie. Um, if, if you if I'm, I'm teeing you up here, Pope. Uh, oh, what is it? Your How do I describe her? Oh, oh, she's like Hannah Brown, but no cakes. She's the capeless <laughs> Hannah Brown. Because Hannah Brown has some cakes, you know. I was not a big Hannah Brown fan for a while. I was like, why is she the Bachelorette? But then, ooh, I think it was the first episode. They showed her in a bikini or something. And they showed the, those those cakes, like some, some good old butt cakes. 
like and it, he could have iced those babies up. And I'm, for like, I'm Googling Hannah Brown cakes because I don't know what you guys are talking about. Well, it, it, look, it's also <laughs> it's also all about expectation, right? Like you see Hannah Brown, just you know, just as maybe unassuming white girl. So you're not really thinking mm-hmm. much. So uh-huh. then she gives you a little something on the back end, and you're like, oh, okay, okay, I'm fucking with Hannah Brown now. And I think that's yeah. I think that's more what it is. It's, I mean, she doesn't have maybe jump out, you know, eyes popping out your head cakes, but for for the Bachelor franchise, like they barely have right. women, like they don't have any women with thighs to touch it, you know. So mm-hmm. a little bit of a little bit of cakes, Hannah Brown's, you know, she, she had that. Hannah I mean, Brown and Claire Crawley, they got it. <laughs> Yo, we're big Claire fans as well. Big I like players. how you had the names nuts. on deck. <laughs> You're like, here's my oh, list. Claire could get it any day Claire of the week. I is, was not. Yes, she she snuck up on me too because I was <laughs> I was like, Man, I don't even know who this is. Claire Crawley, they're just picking up old people. Saying you want to be on the Bachelorette, but damn, that first episode was probably yeah. I think it was the first one. I'm like, oh my yeah. god. I mean, I'm I, I I'm still trying to figure out what cake is. Uh, <laughs> he looked uh, up. He looked up Hannah Brown cakes, and he got some like bakery in Oregon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Buddy Velastro made a cake for her event, and uh, that's what it is. Um, I mean, Susie does look a lot. Oh, like she Hannah actually Brown. really does bake. <laughs> <laughs> Look at look at Brandon with the double double entendre. Look at that. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it. I'll say I like it. I'll say Susie is a hundred percent either gonna be the bachelorette or take it all. And I think by the looks of the preview we keep getting, they have switched out two women con- like a few times. Like they kept editing Shanae into that that preview, and then Gabby, and then Rachel's in it now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of wild to me that like they've hidden it, they've hidden it pretty well, I think, but, um, I think Susie's one of the ones that makes it to the end. And if, if she doesn't, if she doesn't get engaged to Clayton, I think she could be the bachelorette. I she agree. Just has, yeah. She just has like that all American bachelor, uh, bachelorette bachelor look that the show, you know, the blonde hair, the. Very much the so. face, like she just has the aesthetic. Very much that, so. Yeah, that she would fit fit that. But she's also got like she's a jujitsu champion and she's world traveler who like lived in Korea for a little bit, I think. And like what? She, she was a wedding photographer. Yeah, I think she lived in Korea. Wow. I remember her opening yeah. package was that she lived. That's uh, really hot. No, moving, in- <laughs> whether it's moving to Japan, Japan, she, yeah, she whether moves it's to Japan. moving to Japan or winning Miss Virginia 2020, you know, like she be so, like, kicking ass. <laughs> she and Look at so you. here's 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 a fun thing when they do fun facts on the website for The Bachelor, some of these are like terrible. Like, I'll tell you what my favorite one is after this. Some, of, fun them, facts, some of them are fun. <laughs> this one is this one is Susie would love to be a documentary filmmaker one day. Cool. That's a very cool thing to want to be. Susie hates haunted houses. Yeah, so do I. That makes sense, right? <laughs> uh, Susie's a jujitsu champion. Now that's fun. Like if you're going through these profiles for the first time, you're like, sick. That's pretty cool. Like I, that, like that's something you don't see all the time in the show. 
but um my, one of my favorite fun fact runs chris you're, I, I know you're ready for this um <clears throat> I, i'm i'm gonna <laughs> i want to find i already know i want to find them again be. uh i want to see if i can find uh the what, actual what, list why you're looking i do want to say like i do need some more context on this jujitsu champion like was she six or was she like six no like as an adult uh, oh, I think oh, it was yeah, think according to her intro. It was oh. like while she was in Japan, she started studying jujitsu. Oh shit! Um, yeah, <laughs> okay. it's someone who my girlfriend and I we were talking about Susie. Where like Susie, because we were describing the differences between Susie and Rachel. Where Rachel, right off the bat, nothing against Rachel, but you right off the bat, you're like, oh, you're like a run of the mill small town girl. Like it's. Yeah. Nothing against you, but it. I don't. I don't we feel this archetype. need to be like. Oh, there's so much underneath the surface. Whereas Susie seems like someone who, at first glance, comes off as a small town girl. Mm-hmm. Who that's really the base of her personality. Uh, like Rachel seems like someone who her personality is centered around the fact that she gets to travel for work. Whereas Susie it looks like someone who that is what she's trying to do with her personality. But there's actually much. Like there's yeah, more she, to it because she, hits you with she did fucking jujitsu and then she also traveled and, ex- and lived wherever she traveled to rather than just like, I'm going to show up at the resort, get my Instagram photos and then go to this place and be like, culture. Like she actually like yeah. lived there <laughs> for like multiple years. Like like um, the white girls that go to the African countries to hold the, the, the little orphan black babies and <laughs> put it on Instagram. I'm like, yo enough enough of this shit don't do that to the little black babies stop Bro, holding them I, up like that shout out, up to, a- shout out to chris sandiford he's a comic based in toronto but he does a bit about that exact woman on tinder being like i was on uh. tinder and I swiped right on this girl who had that pic. You know that picture with the little black guys, boys and girls in, in Africa, and just like you go out there and take picture, and it didn't match. And I thought, who's that picture for? If not for me. He said, say- "How are you not gonna swipe right on a brother when you got that as your picture?" <laughs> like that was a- <laughs> I grew up I grew up a youth group kid so because of that that was the oh, wow. thing where mm-hmm. of like I went on a missions trip and mm-hmm. here's the brown and black children that I told <laughs> white Jesus to like this oh. is so it's just like I love the different or like growing up I was like oh that must be just like a Christian thing and then I be yeah. going the world I'm like oh this is just what white people be doing they just be mm-hmm. They just be showing up and being like, here's one brick for your school. Okay, all right. Now let me take my picture. The other brick's are coming on the next trip. Yeah, gotta leave. I uh, I found the bio. So I'm going to read this, and then we got to talk about that therapy date because I think uh, uh, that's going to yeah. be the next. Um, my favorite bio uh, with the fun facts comes from Peter from Michelle's season of The Bachelorette. Peter says Peter's dream woman is honest, committed, spontaneous, and not interested in talking politics on a date. <laughs> Nothing screams more like I voted for Trump twice than that shit. And then uh, he goes, these are his fun facts. Here we go. Peter loves deep house music. Okay. All right. Peter loves red wine and calls himself a vino head. <laughs> if you want to be a loser about it, that's fine. <laughs> And then here's my favorite one. This is the number two fact. They bury it because it's just beautiful. Peter doesn't like libraries. 
Okay. Peter, right. Peter went, I don't like libraries and put that put that in there. I want I want people to know. Yes, I didn't put see that this. in there. He filled out this form. I was like, what's a fun fact about me? Uh, I don't like libraries. People know that about me. It's fun. Uh, just one of my favorite fun facts from the entire franchise. Um, so we got this group date, right? We got on this group date. Who's on this group date? We got Gabby, Genevieve, I believe Susie's there. Rachel, Sarah, Sarah's there, Sarah, right? yeah. Sarah and Rachel. Yeah. And uh, no, Susie's not there. She got the princess date. So yeah. it's Sarah, Rachel, Genevieve, uh, Gabby, and uh, and and that that'll do it, right? That's the rest of them. Gabby, Genevieve, mm-hmm. um, Sarah, Rachel. Because we got we have Serene getting the one on one, and Susie already got the one on one. And uh, oh, Teddy was there too. Teddy was there. Mm, that's right. Um, yeah. And not to make her an afterthought, but she kind of became one on in the last <laughs> two episodes. Like it's brutal. But honestly, thank God because genuinely, yes, yeah. Because because of the fact that she's a virgin, thank God that ABC didn't try to draw out that fucking virgin storyline. I mean, it's always to me, it's always so boring. Like it's just like mm. I've like for the people I've known in real life who are still virgins, I've never been like, wake up like, hey, happy Wednesday. You still virgin. Like, it's not <laughs> yeah. it's like, who fucking cares? Like, OK, all right, sure. She is a virgin. But mm-hmm. like they always draw that shit out on this show. So thank God. It's like a virtue element to it, too, where they're like, oh, you're valuing yourself and saving it for the right person. And uh Wow, what a what a virtue. We all, you know, I wish I'd done that. You know, thinking back on it, I wish I'd well, done that. Sarcasm though. I mean, that's my sarcasm. Like I'm I I'm like, I don't Damn. care. If you want to be a virgin, that's great. I don't stand for these people who are like, you know what? I wish I had waited. It's like, do you really wish you had waited? I bet you've had great sex and are just forgetting it right now because something Catholic in you makes you feel bad about it. Fucking take mm. take it easy. Uh, I get heated about this stuff. <laughs> Just like clearly, <laughs> I get heated about mad locks. respect, man. Mad respect. Hey, I get it. I get it. We talked about Peter, so now I'm upset. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so on this, so group therapy date. What an insane thing to do. The group date card was signed by Sigmund Freud. Like fucking what? This guy's been dead forever. Why are you signing a card? What are you doing? <laughs> and they're like, you know. Austria is the home of Sigmund Freud and where uh, modern psychology was developed. And guess what? Instead of having a fun date where we might be able to walk around this beautiful city and take in the architecture or something, we're going to put you up in this weird museum library and you're going to talk to a therapist. We're not sure isn't an actor and you're just going to open up. And, and this is the second time on this season the where they've second done time. a group fucking therapy despite session. all the backlash online nobody likes these dates and nobody don't get me wrong it. don't get me wrong shout out to mental health shout out to therapy big fan of therapy shout out to my boy LaShawn, who's been <laughs> who's been stopping the train wreck that is my emotions uh for multiple <laughs> years uh, you just shout out your therapist my yeah my shout boy. out to LaShawn. you <laughs> you have not only kept me up but your insights have held up my group chats. So thank you so much. Uh, that being said, fucking doing therapy on national television 
if it was done by a show that would do it right, then I would be a fan of it because then it's like dope. More exposure of therapy. But this is the bachelor where they don't do anything right. So it's just annoying to watch. And like so many people who are therapists tweeted and posted about how they hated every second of this day. Because it's also like one, not only are you forcing people to go into therapy, which is like therapy should be something that everyone goes into on by their own choice. But then two, the fact that they didn't know they were going to be going to therapy. And then three, the fact that everything they're going to say was going to be subject to be displayed on national fucking television. Mm. And then like, that's why like Genevieve not wanting to open up, like, to be honest, I'm just like, yeah, yeah she's <laughs> she's hasn't had a one on one date with this dude yeah. and then is expected to like be incredibly vulnerable when that's already something that's hard for her and has to be vulnerable on national television. And if she isn't like, this is her last chance to st- like, I'm not going to be vulnerable to you. If you're like, I want to break up with you, but if you're vulnerable with me, I'll keep you around for one more week. Genevieve's like, trajectory on the show has like, by the end of it, left her a shell of herself. Like yes. she came in, like I'm nervous, but excited. And then mm-hmm. dealt with Shanae, like yelled at Shanae. Like, this is insane. Like I can't, I'm not the only one that feels this way, but I have to speak up. I'm invested. And then later on was just like, I don't fucking care. I, I just don't care. Mm. I yeah. can't care. I didn't get a one on one. My first date with him is a two on one. Every time I wanted to try to talk to him at a cocktail party, something derails it. I end up having mm-hmm. to talk about other women. I lose on. I'm on the losing team on the group dates like, you know, that kind of stuff. And then she finally gets like she has to sit with him for the first time without any villain in the process ruining anything. And it has to be with a the therapist where she's like, Hey, man, maybe you would have known this about me if we talked a little bit, but I am um, I don't necessarily have walls, but I'm pretty private. You know what I mean? Like, that's a fair thing to do. But to be like, hey, if you can't open up to me like now, like what's going to make you think that it's going to work out later? It's like, exactly. It's not going to work out later. You should. (laughs) You you know what? Good. Genevieve uh, exiting on her own. Great job. Really? I support her. Can't wait for her to come on Paradise. Um when Shanae is also on and Elizabeth turned it down. Um, yeah. And and don't get me wrong. I love being vulnerable. I am a cancer who's light skinned like that. I I am vulnerable <laughs> all day, every day. That a being said, I'm not going to fucking be vulnerable <laughs> to someone I barely know. Yeah. There's no trust. While sober like that. <laughs> I'm not going to. Yeah, know. that's really what it is. Yeah. You yeah, had to get some red wine in me. Or a couple of like rum and cokes, and yeah, I'll you know I'll I'll be open up about my emotions. But it's like in real life, no matter the dynamic, whether it's the man to the woman or woman to the man, you should not be like therapy level vulnerable with someone mm. when mm. you haven't. She technically has not had a real first date with this man just like mike said like the first one like it was either group dates or the two-on-one i can barely remember them having conversations together right so it's like yeah right so shout out to genevieve like you i'm glad you got sent home because that was like that whole thing is like he is not worth any more oh she wanted out she wanted out i'm so happy for her but also like you build yourself back up like you, you deserve way better than you got. This show really sucked for her. Yeah, I can also appreciate Gabby on the couch being like, um, I'm nervous. This is really hard for me. And also not giving more than that. Like what we saw of their therapy, their, their session was mostly like, 
hey, I'm nervous about this. This is weird. And like, mm-hmm. he's with other women mm-hmm. and I like him and I know he likes me, but is that enough? And and then well, that's it. Gabby, because Gabby has, has talked about before about how she's been, yeah. she goes to therapy. So her whole reaction screams. I don't this know this it. girl. This ain't it. Yeah. This ain't my this ain't my <laughs> yeah. therapist. So yeah. like. We, Yo. you we i have an nda you know, that you know i have signed I with my therapist so <laughs> you're gonna get like 20 like 10 percent of like you know, what i would give my therapist but i don't know this white lady so i ain't just gonna <laughs> say my shit like that you know how i know gabby's been to therapy before she didn't start the whole thing by being like therapy is my thing thank you for being here <laughs> like fucking sarah yeah to, to chris's point when he was like bro, you're raffling off all the like the red flag therapy day also oh. the therapist as like someone that like has a lie detector test too like yeah old girl mm-hmm. saying like and what of y'all weren't truthful like yo what uh-huh. you, wait what do you mean one of us yeah like one of you was very maybe, performative maybe like- <laughs> wasn't truthful right but right. the fact that your therapist you know the therapist is out here like amongst everybody saying yo and one of y'all women i was just talking to yeah, one of y'all ain't shit. Cause you was yeah, lying. Yeah, yeah. Like that is wild. <laughs> How do you not wild. get your license revoked that way? You know what I right. mean? That's I, why it has to be an actor. I was about you're to say, in- what a bad therapist where on your first session you're gonna be like, you're performative as fuck. Like what? <laughs> Honestly, though, you I don't would respect know that. me. I you don't know that me. That's like watching therapist. the first Spider-Man and being like, this man can't shoot web for shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's the origin. It's the origin session. Give me time. I mean, my therapist, when I talked to her for the first time, I told her a story about my family that bothered me. She was like, she had a laugh at it. She was like, look, I know you're a comedian and you don't do stuff about your family. But if you would consider putting that somewhere in a folder, because I think you'll find the humor in that at some point. Although let's work through it first, you know? (laughs) Wow. Cause she yeah. OG therapist right there. That's good. That's good. I mean, she knows what she's doing. Shout out Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> but that said, like I, my I, therapist I, one time real quick. I just want to say, I'm, I remember my therapist one time. What was I his said, name? <laughs> shout out to LaShawn, my boy. Uh, hold on. Shout out to LaShawn. Man. <laughs> uh, shout out to my boy uh, I remember one time I was telling like some shit that I was going through it was like something that was happening with someone I was dating at that time and I was like really like like torn up about it and I was talking about it and then he's just like hey I'm so sorry I know this is a serious thing but what you said was very funny <laughs> and i'm like i'm like i was like i'm very sorry that's why you that's why i smiled i wanted to explain why i was smiling but in no way am i saying that what is happening to you is something to smile about and i was just like hey um you know i do comedy right uh mm-hmm. this gives me all of the validation <laughs> that i needed so thank you that sounds like, you know, when somebody slips on ice and falls on their ass, it's hilarious, but it doesn't Every mean time. it's not painful for them. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good analogy. Yeah. Thank Whoa. you. I'm Canadian. It's the ice thing that I wanted to bring up because it's. Is that what y'all do? You make analogies? <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'm Canadian. We do good analogies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going no, the same route as well. I was like, I didn't know I, that. I, I was doing, I was like, doing yeah, stereotype shit. New to me? I was just doing stereotype shit. Um, but yeah, I fuck this date. I, fuck I, this I, date for real. I'll say it, uh, there was a dynamic that I didn't expect here, which was the fact that like Gabby and Rachel 
and Teddy were like, you know, it is kind of unfair that she comes in and she's just so confident, openly confident about her connection with you and bragging about it. And that kind of makes us pull away. And that feels like a manipulative. But to me, that's like, you're all dating the same guy. That's the one thing you guys have in common for sure. At the very least, uh, if things are going well and you have to tell somebody, you can't talk to anybody in the outside world. I like to share my successes with people I care about mm-hmm. or people that are in the domain. Like I get the reason for sharing it like that. But the fact that it was like, Rachel's like, I'm pulling back. I don't like it. And Clay's like, no, 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 please. You're the one, please. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just felt like that was a weird. I thought that was weird, but also I get it, but also strange, but also OK. I I think they only did that because I think the combination of like. every Like Mara just leaving, claiming all of this mm. stuff about Sarah being fake and then mm. Sarah going into the date thing. I'm excited. I love therapy. We're like those <laughs> two things together. I would be like, girl, I love therapy, too, but fucking relax. Like, right. it's just like this like, is. The only like it felt like it felt the way she said it screamed people who have something to hide would be yeah. that like. And once again, I, I fucking super love therapy. But I, if I was going into that day, I'd be like, wait, we're doing what? Mm-hmm. Oh, Excuse yeah. yeah. Me? Um, Like on I'd TV like... where people can see what we say. Yeah. Um, and then I have no way of controlling what footage they release from yeah. our therapy session. Take me out of contention of the group date, Rose, here. I will see you at the cocktail. I'll be like, all right, I'm going to go home, but can I stay at the hotel one more night? Uh, There's no flights that leave that are affordable. I mean, they're in charge of your flights. They need you for the (laughs) tell-all. Yes. The best episode of every season. Um, Hmm. Like, did you guys think that she was fake before the moment that, like, we saw the therapy thing? When was it that you thought Sarah... Or do you think the editing is really what got you there? Pope, you got you had a reaction first. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I feel like she's a victim of editing a little bit. Because I feel mm-hmm. like, isn't there always, aren't all the women supposed to be like that? Don't they always, every season, there's one or two or five or seven. You're just like, oh, yeah, me and Clayton had a great date. And they right. talk about it, right? Like, yeah. she didn't become a problem until Mara was gone. Then it's like, oh, let's zero in on this one now. We need a new enemy. And right. I, I really I think she's getting the bad rap and a bad edit. I actually think that she might be just a really sweet young lady who is playing the game. It literally is a game that she's playing it. Yeah. You know? right. this, this, I would give her a little bit more bail, but yeah, I, I can't remember the exact question that happened the week before. But he was he I asked her something and then she just like started breaking down crying. I was yep. like, yo, like, okay, like everyone is different how they process things. But I'm thinking if you're telling the truth, um, wh- why you just, why you just start crying right now? Like he, my man it's didn't even tough... get to b- barely ask the question right. and just because you knew he was about to ask you something, maybe tough. You just start breaking down. Like, All right, what, what's happening here with, with you? you know, girl? Like I, what was the question? I don't was remember it... the question, but I remember that being the reaction and being like, something isn't right here. Yeah. I was like, Especially... it just felt too over the top. Like, if you're confident in whatever he's about to ask you or whatever he did ask you that it's not true, why are you bawling crying about it? Like, again, people her, react differently to things, but yeah. like, that just seemed over the top. Her yeah. attitude to it was more defensive than hurt, which is yeah. what made me feel because it went from like crying to immediately like, so who said it? 
you know, mm-hmm. like that's like that's somebody who isn't like that doesn't feel like a hurt. That felt more like a on the attack again. You know I, I, I think mean? it was I think it was just I, actually I think it was just like, yo, someone in the house said that they think you're Someone's too young for getting married. Yeah, too yeah. young to get married. And like she just started breaking down obsessively. I was like, right. yo, what? So is is he right or is he wrong? Like because I, mean, I can't tell with how, how you wild it right now with with these tears. But yeah, I think. It, yeah, Go ahead. I was just gonna say the way, the way of just like the reaction of when Clayton confronted her was why I that sealed the deal. I think that I don't know if she was being on the level of fake of like a Shanae, mm-hmm. but more of like in that moment where that whole cry, whether it was real or not, is like it just it just didn't seem genuine. And like, no. honestly, when Clayton was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to keep it a buck. Uh, you ain't, you ain't acting to Sinead's level. So you gotta, <laughs> you gotta dip like the Ubers outside. Like that to me was so funny. Cause it was like, it was just one of those where like, you can't, he just had like the champ manipulate him for multiple <laughs> weeks. Yes, Like you gotta, you got like it's like when well, it's like if a team just beat Michael Jordan and then now they're coming to you like come on you got to they, like, they just beat they just beat they just beat MJ you got to you got to fucking you can't just come here doing some Ben Simmons shit like you got to <laughs> you got to fucking ball like your life depends on yes. it and in my opinion that's why I'm upset at Sarah she didn't cry like Damn. her life depended on it <laughs> <laughs> now Ben Simmons catching strays at a As a Sixers fan, I will go out of my way no matter the situation. <laughs> you slander that man. You should. You should slander him at every chance you get because what a clown. <laughs> uh, I'll say that there's a moment of Clayton calling her out and saying, like, right now, I don't believe you. It feels like you're trying to cry. And then she said, mm. I'm all out of tears or something oh, like yeah, that yeah, effect. Yeah, 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 and yeah, I was yeah. like, that's somebody, that's some quick improv. That's a kid that lied to her parents <laughs> a lot. That's a kid who learned early. That's somebody who's had teachers been like, Sarah, you you got to stop. She's like, well, it wasn't me. And like had some backup story that's just like right out her ass, just like had it right at her fingertips. Like I... I don't I don't know. That moment really dug at the trust that I uh, any benefit of the doubt in that moment was gone. Like I had no more um, patience for Sarah. So I was glad to see her go. Like I, I did not see her as a truthful person at that point. But uh, that said, she leaves and Clayton's like, I don't have it in me to give out a, ro- a group rose right now, which the first time in recent memory that I can remember a uh, group rose being withheld. Like I've seen, we've seen group dates where shit goes down and they're like, well, it sucked, but I guess Rick was nicest to me. So Rick, take the rose. I'll see you guys back at the thing. Like that kind of, that kind of vibe, but we haven't had, I don't think we've had in a while. Somebody go, you know what? No group rose today. I'll see you at the cocktail. Um, so Speaking of the cocktail, after Serene's day, we get a cocktail. We get um, kind of just a regular time, and it's time for hometowns. And who we're picking? Well, we've already got a rose for Serene. We've already got a rose for Susie. And so, who 
else gets roses at this ceremony? Rachel, obviously. We saw that one coming a mile away. And it's down to Gabby and Teddy. And Gabby gets the rose, which, thank God. You know what I mean? Uh, Because, again, that virgin thing was wild. But also... I really like Gabby. I think she's fun. And I can't wait Mm -hmm. to find out what that drama is because he storms out in the previews while he's with Gabby. So I'm looking forward to finding out (laughs) what that's all about. So hurry up. Uh, Get us there. It feels like Gabby's not going to fantasy suites, but I mean, at least we're going to get some drama out of her in hometowns. Looks like I'm looking forward to that. That's for sure. Hey. Any drama we can get is always a good thing. I just root for chaos. Yeah. I just root oh, yeah. for violence. And then you should I, watch I Married for... at First Sight Australia. That's what <laughs> I, I get told to watch that show a lot. But, you know, this gets to the issue with the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise, okay? There is not enough violence. There needs to be <laughs> much more hand fighting. Like, you know what makes Flavor of Love work? You would have women scrap sometimes, you know, New York getting spit on by pumpkin and then that whole altercation. Where is that moment for the bachelor or bachelorette? Where is a good where, cat fight? Where where's the woman at? taking a shit on the floor and not mentioning it to oh, anybody? Oh my God. <laughs> where is it at? Or my putting God. A whole Put in that moment in the TV Hall of Fame. Yeah. Is- <laughs> I would, Claire had that energy for me at the beginning of the season. Mm. Claire, who was like, I fucking hate him. I was like, she's gonna shit on the floor. <laughs> Damn. I uh, I think Claire. She so do more I. Time. That was a great opening. What's her face? Who left without being even focused on Sam, Samantha, Samantha? Yeah, yeah. Let's not forget, we also had Sally, who was like, I no. was supposed to get married today, and you're like, girl, go home. And she didn't even leave because she's... of because he. He wanted her to leave. She he wanted her to stay, and she was like, "Yeah, you know what? I think I should bounce." Yeah, this is a red flag. This rose right here. Why do you want me still? Like, I'm supposed to be getting married, dude. I was banking on you sending me home, and now I got to do this. (laughs) I was hoping to get the call back for paradise. Like, leave, leave me be. Um, so we're we're at the end of the episode. We know we got hometowns: Gabby, Rachel, Susie, and Serene. And I, I got to say, let's let's predict. Let's do our predictions. Final two. I'm going Susie and Rachel uh, Pope. Who you got for the final two? Oh, man. Oh, I'm on the spot. On the spot. I'm going to go with I'm going to say Susie and Serene. Those are going to be my two. Hmm. OK, I think I think I, I'm with Mike. I think Susie and Rachel. I think that's the safe pick. I yep. think Pope, you're being ambitious. Serene, he, he I hear. Taking a black woman in his in his final two. I mean, my what? friend, Look, this man was on a black woman season. Well, here's the thing: Kick, kicks a frequent guest of ours is my old roommate, kicks, and she's like, she's been watching at home in Florida with her at, at home, and her mom walked by, and you know, kicks is black. That's worth mentioning. Uh, her mom walked by, and she walked by, and she pointed at the screen, and was like, "This man likes him some melanin." <laughs> I mean, look, maybe maybe we're right because he dapped up his boy tough, right? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him to have that good a connection with the black guy, like maybe Clayton has has dabbled. (laughs) I I feel like Clayton is that is that dude. He gets along with the black community. He's like the Bill Clinton of of his group, you know. He's he kind of looks like Bill Clinton a little bit too, you know. (laughs) Bill Clinton always around some black folk. He like 
there's no way this works, but well, it totally I mean, does. I mean, gentlemen, he did say that oh, his boy. favorite music I is knew it. hip-hop. Uh-oh. And that he considers himself a hip-hop head. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, hip-hop head. Yeah, so he listens just, to the you know, Grammy-nominated a... albums of Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> 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 and that it, puts him in hip-hop I, head category. I think I think if if Clayton... So here's the thing. I think my top two is... Uh, I, I think for who's going to be the top two is definitely going to be Susie and Rachel. Mm. To be perfectly honest, I could also see people making the argument of it being Rachel and um, Serene. Serene, because yeah, I, I think I think his top two in his head is Susie and Rachel. And like if I had all if I was in this position, well, I don't know if I would do this, but like actually maybe. No, I wouldn't. But like, I guess it's like. Happening? I don't know. I'm fumbling on my words. But the point is, the point is, I feel like a lot of leads go like the, what we saw with Katie, where you you clearly put one person who's like the obvious answer in your top two and make the other option be someone who. Oh, you mean with just make it makes it easy to like choose what you want to choose. And like, uh, so I think I've seen chemistry between Serene, who's amazing, but also like they've shown us nothing really. They're about... both very stiff. And I think they like that about each other. Right. But like Serene's great. But like out like I don't think as I don't think Clayton wants her to be the one that ends it all. Like, I think it's mm. he either wants the basic small town girl, Rachel, or he wants Susie. But like, I don't see I don't see he doesn't scream, yo, I I am down with melanin so much that I want to marry melanin. Like, it's like, yo, I'm down for melanin because like, yeah, you know, I find women hot. But like at the end of the day, I, I must settle down for white woman. Like, that's what he screams mm. to me. But if he was one who he was like, I don't really fuck with melanin, but I'm going to keep one around so that I don't look mm. racist. Like we've seen those leads before and. Mm. The black women do not last as long as Serene has. So mm. I think there is genuine interest. But if Serene makes it to the top two, it's because he wants to set up a Rachel or a Susie to be the clear, obvious answer. Whereas if he had Susie and Rachel be the top two, that's going to be such a hard decision to Man, make for him that, of like, fuck, which one do I go with? I think I, I, I like that because I, I think we, t- we talked about this with uh, Michelle season, like, with with Nate and Brandon, like it was obvious it was going to be Nate, but like yeah, yeah. I think I if it was, it was Nate, and, Nate and Joe, it'd been like a little harder to maybe yeah. like figure out who it was going to be. But like it was, it was just no chance it was going to be Brandon. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. like it was just it just looked funny that those two were the just optically it just looked goofy. That I mean, it was those two, and it was just it was no chance that that dude was going to win. Just- Nate I'm also going to remind everybody. connection alone and their yeah, chemistry it was, was it was so like it's so like you don't even beautiful. have to watch a full episode. You could just see like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely going to be those two. Yeah, for sure. And like all that shot from night one. I'm still proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> and like still to this still to this day, just when I when they met Rihanna and ASAP. Oh, God. Yeah. I Rihanna gave him a blessing. Yeah. Rihanna gave him yeah. the, the, the blessing. They're, they're going to be together mm-hmm. for the next 60 years. For real. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I think I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be um because what I'm guessing is it's gonna be actually top two is gonna be Rachel 
and uh, fucking uh, Serene. Mm-hmm. The way they've been setting up Susie has screamed too much. Uh, she's going to be the Bachelorette. They yeah. just set That's her up thought. so perfectly yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. I even looked at her profile. Uh, Susie's profile. There's a video of her reacting to watching the bachelor the bachelor with her friends and the camera is a fucking 4k camera like you could see every <laughs> dimple on her and i'm that screams to me oh abc is sending you shit to make sure your social yeah. is hot and banging yeah. to set you up mm-hmm. to be the bachelorette so i think yeah. they fuck and he's like nah and then she cries yeah i was gonna say America especially if like, she yeah especially if she's the girl on the concrete steps crying yeah, yeah. yeah. that felt like, like rachel i thought that was up. rachel I had to guess Rachel for for that, but I I think, yeah, I mean, Susie does strike me as a bachelorette next, like yeah. you know, or at least on the list for coming up soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think I think she dips after fantasy. I think Rachel will probably be like, I can forgive you, and uh, Susie is like nah like i know how to do judo i'm better than you and it's gonna dip <laughs> and she's like also i want to get paid to date 30 people too so like yeah. fucking you know what though i have a feeling this could also end with nobody like I could see that wouldn't that too. be wouldn't that just i just it just, would fit it would fit this it would fit, him. Just, it would fit this season and it yeah. would also for be him for him to ruin so many better leads his chances uh, to be the lead just for him to end empty-handed oh mm. love that it. You mean we were robbed of the totally season of, of, of uh, Brandon from Michelle's season as The Bachelor, where he <laughs> says stuff and you're like, ah, oh, man, you're you're so dumb. Aww, he would have fell in love with all 30 women like that. Yeah, yeah. Is a, ro- a, ro- man, a hopeless man. I won. He he would instead of them doing limo intros, each woman would have their turn in front of the mansion. and He'd pull up in that bed again. Just because he thinks it's so smooth. No, everyone would have to show up with their parents so he can ask them permission <laughs> to date their daughter. <laughs> just be like, you know, I'm an old right soul, so I just want to ask you, is it okay if I date your daughter while also dating 29 other women? <laughs> it's like, can I have your permission slip? <laughs> should we go into roses and thorns? I believe we should. Uh, you okay. want to kick it off? Uh, Yeah, I'll kick off. So, oh, wait, hold on. Oh, boy. Here we go. Now it's time for roses and thorns. There it is. Uh, so, um, uh, he's got echo on. That <laughs> <laughs> keeps happening. Where, the okay. flex. He's just flexing on us. <laughs> uh, so, thorn, first thorn. This has been a thorn every week, and it will continue to be a thorn even when the every season's week. done. Thorn goes to Clayton's existence. I'm tired of having to see this white man on my television. Um, and it's not, the, it's not because he's white. There's been plenty of nice white men on this show mm-hmm. that could have been a better lead. But instead, they choose the vanilla wafer who has about uh, as much personality as wet toilet paper. Um, not to I mention an underbite I don't trust. <laughs> you and this <laughs> underbite. Every I'm week. telling you, I don't <laughs> trust it. Uh, another Thorn goes to the, the therapy date. Uh, I... Do not like how they did it. I do not like that it existed. And mm-hmm. also all this date's going to do is there's going to be someone out there who doesn't have the critical thinking skills to understand that this is not the real experience of therapy. So because of that, they're going to use that as justification to be like, I'm never fucking going to go to therapy because that shit was horrible. And that's terrible. not what mental health advocacy needs in America. So fuck you, ABC. Um, and then the last you, thorn goes to Mara and Sarah for being so obsessed with each other when they should have 
been obsessed with a mediocre man. Um, mm. I, I feel like, Mauro, you're 32. Why do you care about anyone who is <laughs> younger than 25? Again, uh, 32 and hadn't gotten a one-on-one with a man who clearly just did not give a shit. he ain't into you. If he was, yeah. he would have put you on a date card. And, like, basically, Mauro, just be real. Your ego's hurt that he's more interested in a 23-year-old than you. Like, just, Go enjoy Mexico. Just, yeah, just admit it and move on um mm-hmm. roses go oh uh and last thorn goes to sarah um i just feel like i feel mm-hmm. like you gave an underwhelming performance with those tears huh. uh we wanted something oscar worthy and you gave us shit that would have been good on radio so yeah it, it um, goes meryl streep shanae and then down here is yeah, sarah exactly uh roses goes to is there anything worth giving a rose? Oh, you want to do uh, thorns first and come around when we think of something? Um, I guess rose goes to um. Uh oh, actually, okay, I have one rose, and it's when at the end of the date of the one on one with Susie and Clayton, where they show up and they have yet another musician who I've never heard of. No, Christopher is famous though. I don't he's know. Like, he's like he's like a. Take a walk uh, on the wild side. That's like the that's like the only song Pope and I have ever recognized in all the seasons. We're like, oh, finally, something, uh, something, something that something we know. Yes, yeah. something if that crosses didn't cultures. Make, <laughs> if the artist didn't make Dirty Sprite, I don't know who they are. But um, <laughs> so they just show Very a musician. Fair. I don't know, and he's singing the song. It's a pretty song, and they're dancing. Lady and my favorite part is at the very end when he whispers, "I love you." That's how the song goes. That was epic. It was great. It was great. (laughs) As someone who has never heard that song, I cackled. I had one of those cackles where you got like five of those in your life. Like, oh, man. I could feel future illnesses get cured from how hard I was cackling. That was so good. I was not expecting that whatsoever. All right. That's it for me. All right, Smith, you you want to go up next? Yeah, yeah. Um, my thorn. I'm gonna I'm gonna go off the grid just slightly. Uh, the with the, the, the Bachelor uh, creator Mike Fleiss. Yo, my man. Have, have you guys seen his tweets? Have you guys been yes. following this man's tweets oh my this God. season? Like, I know exactly what uh, you're enough, talking about. Enough is enough, right? Like we get it. Like the the, the character he's playing online is is just disgusting. It, it like it's just. Uh, enough with the the teasing and like mm. he like this this last week was um basically um he he was teasing that something's gonna happen that is basically gonna blow everyone's mind and it was basically mm. once it happened it was uh yo Clayton's season is un is unspoilable like that was it and, and he's been doing this whole thing with uh, uh what's her face uh Shanae um, all season. Mm-hmm. Hyping her up and stuff like this. This is the dude that way back when didn't he say uh, Kim Kardashian was going to be the Bachelorette or Chloe, one of them? Like he was just mm-hmm. like he's just really like ramped up to just you just look just ridiculous. Like dude, you're like seventy years old. Like what? Why are you playing on the internet like this? Like enough. Yeah. So uh, th- that's that's my thorn. Um, <laughs> and I don't have to say anything more about Clayton. Chris, Chris covered that, and I'm going to give a proactive rose. Um, this woman tell all, yo, this shit about to be dope. 
you know, yeah, producers, yeah, yeah, producers, yeah. y'all did that. Y'all did that. So I appreciate Honestly, you know, this time. shit yeah. about to be hella dope. So this is going to be a great proactive, proactive rose to, to, to the, to the women tell off for the producers for that. And yeah. uh, Eliza, you know, that chick is bad. Yeah. Yep. She, it's, it's, it's too bad that we didn't get to see more of her. Because when we uh, we we just Absolutely got introduced stunning. to her, yeah, we just got introduced to her her Instagram after she bounced, and we <laughs> we, we we were taken aback. Exuberant, uh, she's yes. exuberant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes, they, the, the show mercy. did her. It, it's a shame what the show did to her because mm. amazing woman, amazing woman right there. Hell yeah, Pope. What about you? Okay, well. My rose is definitely Krista Bird doing Lady in Red. I mean, Very wow. Nice. It's just good to see that man, you know, be able to still get a hot meal and a place <laughs> to stay for the night. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they brought him in from the cold. Yeah. And, um, you know, we got to take care of our elders. And it was just, it was heartwarming <laughs> to see. And him performing Lady in Red, I'm like, damn, this slaps. I forgot how much that song slaps. Great I probably song. hadn't heard that song in 15 years. Like, on one of those commercials for like a, you know, three CD combo pack of lo- love songs. That you I wake remember up it from three o'clock in the morning. They had oh, it was in Dodgeball. It was in Dodgeball. Yeah. With a lady in red. Remember the yeah. unibrow chick? Fran Stevanoskovich oh. did it in Vinisky. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah. Okay. Lady so I in have red heard this shit. Okay. You have yeah. heard it. Yeah. That's a legendary song. So, that's yeah. a rose for me on Lady in Red. Uh, I'd like to give a rose uh, to Eliza because she is just a baddie. I mean, my God. I just <laughs> Shout out to her, okay? And I give a thorn to Mara's overall attitude. Mm. Like, <laughs> shoddy, I get it. I really do. You get an older, mm. you get an insecure about it. But hey, I get it. You got a clock going on. I'll be the buzzer beater if you need me to be, okay? I will get in there and I will I'll, I'll beat that shot clock. If, I'll Chicago do I is do. more east than you think it is, so it's not that far from Jersey. Look, it's a it's an easy little trip for me, okay? But you know, this this bullying people that are younger than you and all this yeah. type of stuff, it just it's a bad look. It's ugly. Mm. It, it, you you are a pretty lady, you know, with some weird teeth, but we can get over that. <laughs> You, you don't got to do all this. So that's that's my thorn. She's just doing way too much. She got mm. bounced because of it. I just need her to just have more confidence in herself, you know? Like, come on, Mara. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm with you on, on Mara's attitude. I think that the, the way that it ended up being like, her being like, you need this, this, and this. It's like a checklist thing. Mm-hmm. And then being like, well, you're not deserving of it. I put in my time and it's unfair that somebody got two one-on-ones and is now getting another, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, I get it. But like, see the writing on the wall. Like you don't really like Clayton either. Like you'll be be fine. You'll meet somebody. Don't worry about it. Once you're allowed to have your phone back, good luck not drowning in DMS. Like you'll be okay. (laughs) Um, I'll say I'll give a rose to Genevieve getting out of there. Just Genevieve released from the shackles of the hell. That is her time on the show just an awful experience as i would assume and uh i think that's a rose for me uh thorn would be um any drama that hasn't lived up to shanae like as much as i don't like shanae as a person as a villain 
absolutely made the show watchable. Top notch. And literally, you know, like unbelievable villain, but truly just like I can't take her seriously as a human being and don't look forward to her being announced as like a keynote speaker at some gun rally. Uh, like that's that's what I'm expecting for her future. Yeah, um, sadly. Yeah, mm. Exactly. But um, I'll say uh, that's that's my biggest thorn. Uh, another thorn is that therapy date. Hope we never get another one like that. Hope we never get one of those group therapy ones we got at the beginning of the season. And just a uh, shout out. Extra thorn goes to Peter. I completely you know, he's in another season of the franchise, but that bio is still very stupid. Uh, read a book, dipshit. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that's that's going to do it for today's episode. I uh, want to say thank, thank you so much to Brandon Pope, Brandon Smith of the Two Bros and a Rose podcast. Gentlemen, you're welcome back anytime you want. Please just say when and come on back. Like we had a blast having you on and uh, we look forward to Seeing, hearing what you guys have to say about this tell-all, because I agree, uh, Smith hit it right on the head. Huge rose for that tell-all. Yeah. I had even before seeing it. I can't wait. Hey, it's great. <laughs> it was great to be here, guys. It was really great. We appreciate the hospitality. Um, you've you've given us a new vision, and yes. so I'm I'm now going to yes. be working to immediately get some auto tune on our podcast. <laughs> get you some auto tune. And we, and we won't even we won't even credit Chris. We just say, yo, we just came up with this new idea, this new auto tune nah. idea. Like, and we just thought about it. Like, we, we just we just gonna do it. Y'all ain't like, shit. <laughs> he, is, he is James Brown, and I am Elvis. And that's how we're gonna do it. Here we go. We are just. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, I, I I echo what Brandon Post said. Appreciate y'all reaching out. Of course, of course. Um, had Thanks fun doing, doing it. Pod. Yeah, well, you guys have the same type of you know, the same type of uh, the energy, same type of just just um, the, the thought process of the show we we do. So it, you know, the vibe was there. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely want to come back and kick it with y'all. Awesome. Hell yeah. We appreciate it. Back. Thanks for doing the pod and everyone listening, obviously listen to two bros in a rows. Um, Add it to your yeah. rotation, your weekly rotation. Mm-hmm. Get in there. Yeah. Give the guys, give the guy bachelor theme podcast. I love it. So many women theme podcasts out there. It's so many like show. Like, yeah. You show know, men adjacent. don't have enough opportunities. <laughs> yeah. <We> need- exactly. <laughs> There's so many like show sponsored po- uh-huh. podcasts that they have to like, beat around the bush and shit. Nah, like let, 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 let us men get up in there and get y'all. We don't, we don't have to protect nobody. You know, <laughs> we can do this. So yeah. Except Cassidy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, or Cassie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, that's the Men's second time. Right. That. Men's right. <laughs> I love that. This is the bit we're ending the podcast on. <laughs> As always, you can check us out at, we didn't get a rose on Instagram and Twitter. At Topher Mejia on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, and uh, you can check out Good Comedy out in Ballard and uh, surrounding areas in, uh, in Washington. Chris mm-hmm. and Bo Johnson run those shows. My name is Mike Carroza, M-I-K-E-C-A-R-R-O-Z-Z-A, at Mike Carroza on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, check out my comedy album, Cherubic. And eventually, I will be back. Uh, I will be back to performing in the States. So far, the only dates uh, on the books is next January in San Francisco. So I'll at least see you there. But for now, thank you.
Thanks for listening. We'll catch you Mm -hmm. next week when we talk about hometowns. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.